When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Middle of the week, it is Wednesday morning, the 23rd of August, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back with you for the next hour. Hope you're all well. Looking forward to another good day of talking sport right here on SEN. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number you can text as always 0457 736 736 and that's all before Vossi and James Magnuson for breakfast this morning for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney for our Queensland listeners it will be Pat and Heels after the six o'clock news lots of news around particularly involving the South Sydney Rabbitohs we'll get to all of that shortly Maddie Cox as well host of Traders News in Melbourne will join me in about 15 minutes to discuss some of the big sports issues of the week the AFL heading into the last round of course, us here in the NRL heading into the second last round. So we'll talk the finals equations in both codes, amongst other things. So looking forward to having a chat with Maddie as well in about 15 minutes. But most importantly, and as always, want to hear from you. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Off and running Wednesday morning. It's two past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Before we get on to the news of the day, uh, on 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736, speaking to Chris Perkins about this yesterday and our long chat, and we'll have another chat with Chris tomorrow on the show. Uh, we were talking about, I'm th- pretty sure it was about Messi and best signings of all time. Now, I think he said that since uh, he's been there, uh, they haven't lost game, seven in a row. So it got me thinking, who has been the best signing of all time in any sport? Uh, can be rugby league, AFL, overseas, maybe EPL, uh, in the American football, NFL, any sport. A-League, uh, 0457 736 736 or 1-300-01-1170. Which player has moved clubs, and they could be a star player or they could be someone that wasn't a star player and then went to a club and made his or her name as a star player at the other club. Or might have just been a cult hero. But who has been the best signings or the best signing for your club or the best signings in sport generally? one 300 or 0457-736-736. There is one that immediately springs to mind for mine, but I'll get to that one a bit later on. But want to hear from you. The best signings of all time, 0457-736-736 or one 300 All right, news of the day at three and a half past five that started the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I tell you what, for a team that has the buy this weekend and for a team that was flying in the middle part of the year and now having only won four out of 12, dominating the headlines and not in a good way at all. Uh, We'll get to Latrell Mitchell in a second, but firstly, it seems that uh, there is 
an issue in the coaching staff. Uh, seems like Sam Burgess, assistant coaches Sam Burgess and John Morris could be on their way out. So South Sydney have deferred a decision on the future of assistant coaches Sam Burgess and John Morris until this morning as co-owner Russell Crowe is consulted. Now, this uh, Sydney Morning Herald has been told the embattled club is set to part ways with Burgess and Morris, but was unable to reach a resolution at a lengthy board meeting yesterday that will reconvene today. Yesterday's events transpired within 24 hours of the revelation that the two assistant coaches have been trying to hold head coach Jason Demetrio to account for what they received to be special treatment for superstar duo Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. Rabideau's power brokers were locked in meeting yesterday and it is expected the club will finish the rest of the season without Burgess and Morris, leaving Ben Hornby as the sole assistant coach for the remainder of the season. However, Crow has a long-standing uh, bond with Burgess and his input is needed before a, de- a decision can be made. Now, uh, made. now we know John, Mor- uh, sorry, Sam Burgess is heading overseas uh, at the end of this season to coach in the Super League. Um, you got to wonder, don't you, what is going on with the Bunnies? Now, we'll see what happens here with John Morris and Sam Burgess. Currently, they're sitting eight, so they are still in the top eight. And as I said yesterday... They will get two points this weekend. They get to 30 points. Um, I'll have a quick look at in a second at the for and against uh, between uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Cowboys. Um, now, the Rabbitohs for and against is plus 73. The Cowboys for and against is plus 12. And the Roosters for and against is minus 62. So the Rabbitohs are still going to be eighth no matter what heading into next weekend's clash to the uh, against the Roosters. Now, they may not be eighth after the clash against the Roosters, depending what the Cowboys and the Roosters do. But they're still eighth. They could be playing finals footy, but they seem to be imploding. I suppose one thing is you've always got to be careful of a team that seems to have a lot of issues off field about the way they play their next game, because sometimes they can come out and play a blinder because they're sick of all the criticism, they're sick of all the stories, or it can really affect them on the field and they'll be bundled out by the Roosters regardless of what happens in the Roosters game against the Tigers this Saturday. It's an interesting one. South fans, how are you feeling? Sitting in eighth position, will be in eighth position coming into the final weekend of the season. But will they be in eighth position at the end of next weekend? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Very interesting indeed, isn't it? And what do you think, if you're not a South fan, what do you think has gone wrong with South Sydney? Again, we mentioned this quite a few times. They were flying in the middle part of the year. Looked almost unbeatable. Then they lost to Parramatta. And after that, having only lost uh, one four out of their last 12. By this weekend, Roosters, a resurgent Roosters next weekend. 0457 736 736 or, or 1300 01 1170. Now, Latrell Mitchell has voiced his disappointment after being rubbed out of Friday week's final round showdown with the Roosters, saying he had worked overtime to remove the grubby stuff from his game and had been looking forward to putting bums on seats. Let's have a listen to Latrell Mitchell on missing the Roosters game next weekend. It's what people buy tickets for to come and see. You know, I put bums on seats, and that's just the game. You know, that everyone wants to come and watch. We go back to, you know, that Sinbin Sunday and, um, you know, that was just, a, you know, a game that you want to be a part of and, and that's what everyone wants to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm just, that's, yeah, it just burns me that, you know, I can't be there to play that game. 
Yeah, won't be there. He accepted the one-match ban. Um, they entered an early guilty plea for his high shot on uh, Newcastle's Tyson Drizel on Sunday. The match review committee confirmed it he had hit Mitchell with a grade two dangerous contact charge rather than a grade one, which would have been punishable by a $1,000 fine because his actions were deemed reckless rather than careless. So no Latrell Mitchell. Uh, he says he's disappointed that he's not going to be there. My point to this whole thing and whether you deserved, uh, you thought he deserved a suspension or not. And I have to say I was 50-50 on the matter. Um, I don't think it was bad, but that was because it just didn't connect properly. But the intent was there and the intent was bad. But you forget all of that in terms of whether it was bad or wasn't bad. This was with two minutes to go in the game, maybe even less. And he does that. When the Knights are home and host, there's no chance of South Sydney winning. They know, surely he would know, that they have a big clash coming up in a couple of weeks' time, and he does that. I think that is what would annoy, if I was a South fan, I'm not, but if I was a South fan, I think that's what would annoy me as a South Sydney fan, that he didn't need to do it. Now, he doesn't need to do it at all at, at any point in the game, but especially at that point in the game. Game is lost. You need Latrell Mitchell there at fullback, um, you think anyway. And he's not going to be there. Now, Blake Taft, though, is a very good player. And I know there has been the line of thinking, and I've seen this take on social media, that maybe not a bad thing for South Sydney that Latrell's not there because Blake Taft has been playing well whenever he gets a shot on that first-grade side. My point to it is Latrell Mitchell is a game-changer and is a game-breaker. Interesting times at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Thoughts on any of that? 0457 736 736. Some big team news as well. Uh, Sam Walker back. Ryan Pabenhausen quite possibly back as well for the Melbourne Storm. We will get to that bit of cricket news floating around as well. And want to know your best signings ever. Who did a club sign here or overseas that changed their team? Maybe won them a couple of competitions. Maybe change the culture of the team. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. On the other side of this, we'll cross to Melbourne and speak to host of Tradies News in Melbourne, Matty Cox. It's 10 past 5 Wednesday morning. Tradies News in a nutshell. 1300 0111 70 0457 736 736 to Matty Cox in just a second uh, to talk all the issues of the week. And we're also asking you best signings ever. Quite a few texts there. I'll get to them on the other side of our chat with Maddie. So you can always call us one 1170 and you can text us anytime 0457 736 736. Approaching quarter past five here on this Wednesday morning. Now on SEN. On SEN. It's, it's time, time to, to trade, trade towns. And a very good morning to you, Dan. Hello, Maddie. Good to see you. you got the time right this week as well. Yes, You're flying. Yes. yes, I am absolutely flying. Excellent start. Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> uh, thank you, Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary, right, right. Yes, that's what, yes. from back yes. in the day. That, yes, long time ago. How are you, Maddie? Good? <laughs> oh, yes, it's been a, a busy week. Mm. There's been a fair bit of controversy down south, which yes. uh, always makes things interesting after a busy weekend of sport and particularly footy. Yeah, huge weekend of sport, wasn't it, with uh, 
football codes and, of course, the, the World Cup final. Well done to uh, Spain. Uh, but let's not talk about that because we are now only a week away from the... Uh, well, uh, the last round of the AFL, fi uh, AFL season before you guys have a week off. Two weeks left in the NRL season. And the finals equation, I believe, well, definitely very interesting in the NRL. Uh, what's it looking like in the AFL with one round to go? It's a little more streamlined than we thought it might have been considering some of the results on the weekend. So we've got nine teams that are realistically in contention. And I say that because Essendon, who sit in 10th spot on the ladder, they're equal on points with the Western Bulldogs, but their percentage mm. is uh, too far south to be able to recover into the final series. So they're, they're out of the conversation. So realistically, we're looking at our top eight plus the Western Bulldogs. And the reason why they're such a fascinating case is because they lost on the weekend to the 18th-placed Eagles. Yes. Who then... Well, I'll discuss the bottom of the ladder in a moment because mm. the, the flip that has occurred as a, as a result of that result mm. is uh, quite fascinating and intriguing. But at the pointy end of town, the simple equation is if GWS beat Carlton in the final game of the round at Marvel Stadium at 6.10 on Sunday yes. night, they're in. Ah. If they lose... And the Bulldogs win. The Bulldogs are in. The Bulldogs play on Saturday night against Geelong down in Geelong. If the Bulldogs lose, well, then it's game over. And GWS, it doesn't matter what result they have on Sunday night. So that's the simple equation for our top eight. So it could be a nervous wait uh, for the Bulldogs if they are to win. And look, uh, GWS playing Carlton, that's not going to be an easy task because Carlton have been in very good form over the past couple of months as well. So that's going to be very interesting if the Bulldogs are to win. Yes, nine in a row, I think it is off the top of my head mm. for the Blues that they've achieved. Now, I just wanted to touch on... A couple of other points regarding the, the top eight at the moment. First of all, the top four. So, again, given the results last weekend with Brisbane beating Collingwood, it means that Brisbane now sit one game behind Collingwood. They are equal on percentage. Can you believe that? After 23 rounds of footy, both Collingwood and Brisbane are 123.2%. So depending on results this weekend, there is a chance that Brisbane could go to the top of oh. the ladder. Mm. Port Adelaide, they can't get to the top of the ladder, but they could get second potentially, depending on, again, how the percentage sways. It's not that realistic, but we have seen stranger things happen over the course of the season. And Melbourne sit a further game behind as well, but their percentage is quite healthy. So if they win and Port lose... The top four could also shuffle around. And the other point I wanted to make, which is close to home for you, Dan, mm. the Sydney Swans. Yeah. I read somewhere the other day, I think they were in the bottom four back in round 17. Mm. They're now locked into the top eight with a round to spare. It's been a fascinating season for last year's grand finalists and their opponents in that grand final. Geelong, well, they're out of the equation after their... Yeah their results uh, on the weekend, along with Richmond, who have, uh, well, we've seen a fair bit of change undergo at Punt Road over the last couple of months. So both Geelong and Richmond, the two most successful sides of recent history, they are out of contention for this year's finals. It does seem, just from a casual point of view, um, I watch the occasional match and I'll keep an eye on every scoreline, but it does seem, look, the Swans have done... Uh, very well, as you mentioned, since what well, round 17. And then you mentioned Carlton nine in a row. All you heard from people uh, in Melbourne uh, before 
Uh, Carlton had won those nine in a row. There was pressure on the coach, Michael Voss, so they've turned things around. So uh, my eyes are going to be, especially obviously on the Sydney Swans come finals time. It'll be interesting to see how Carlton Goat is. Interesting, and we'll get to the NRL in a second. The Newcastle Knights here have won, I think it's seven in a row for the first time in 20 years. My question mark on teams that do that at this time of the year, magnificent achievement no matter what, but in a competition as elite as the AFL or the NRL, how long can you keep that up? Now, there are teams that can do it, but it's a hard task to do that all the way through September as well. And we've seen that with Port Adelaide earlier this year. They went on a 13-game winning streak mm. and then had a, a down month, although they seem to have turned things around just. They had a good week, win on the weekend against Fremantle, so maybe the tide is starting to shift. They're getting a couple of players back as well from injury, which certainly will help their cause. But this time of year, generally in the AFL, to go to your point, we usually see... The, the good clubs rise. They, they all seem to stand to attention and start to perform really well to get the motor going and time their run to perfection heading to, mm. into September. That hasn't really happened this year. Brisbane, like they have all year, they, they've been going. They haven't made an emphatic statement, but they sit second on the ladder. It's going to be curious to see what they can achieve in the finals. Collingwood... They've been the team to beat all year, but they've been beatable in the last probably month. And again, they've suffered some injury issues. Where does Melbourne sit? They've got forward line questions as well. Um, so it's a fascinating top four. And then the bottom half of the four, well, any team on their day can produce an upset result. And as you, the, the question is, can Carlton continue? Have they got enough stamina? Can mm. they Have they got enough petrol in the tank to be able to carry them through another month of sensational footy who knows it makes it incredibly tantalizing before i ask you about the nrl though i yeah. did want to touch quickly on the bottom of the ladder for us yes because following that result on the weekend so west coast upsetting the western bulldogs which was a complete shock to everyone and i've never heard marvel stadium so quiet at the end of a, a of a match but that's now changed things at the bottom of the ladder. As you would be aware, our bottom play side gets the number one draft pick, mm. which for most of this year it was expected that that was going to be the West Coast Eagles. And we've got a prodigious young talent in Harley Reid that was widely anticipated to go pick one. And it looked as though he was heading out west. Well, now Mel North Melbourne sit in 18th position. They play Gold Coast on the weekend. And if the Gold Coast win, North are going to be anchored to the bottom of the ladder and they'll get the number one pick. West Coast take on Adelaide, and they've been involved in some controversy this week. So not only is the top end of town fascinating, Dan, but the bottom end of town is just as intriguing for different reasons. It all sounds very interesting. And I want to ask you next week as well uh, about this week off. I know we've discussed it in the past. I think it is an interesting discussion. We'll save that for next week, obviously, with the week leading into the finals with the AFL having a week off. Interesting. Yes, and we've got a wild card weekend in the VFL, so it might be a good time to touch on that mm. as uh, well next week. But I want to hear about the NRL. What's going on? The state of play, because you've still got a couple of weeks in the bank before we get underway with finals. Yeah, so two rounds are remaining, so I'll be able to update you again this time next week on what it looks like heading into the final round. Uh, the Panthers, the Broncos, they're on top of 40. They're obviously going to be there. They're contesting for the minor premiership over the next couple of weeks. Uh, they're 
clearly, in my mind, the two premiership favourites at the moment. Then you've got the Warriors, uh, who are a fantastic feel-good story, uh, sitting out right third. Storm, and I know you have a question about the Storm. We'll get to in a second. Fourth on 34. Then you've got these other teams, five to eight. Now, the Sharks, I'd say, are pretty much there on 32 points, and their four and against is pretty good. So I'd say let's throw them in there for the five teams that are certain to be there in some order uh, come finals time in a couple of weeks. But then you've got this really interesting equation that some people thought may happen, some people thought might not happen. The Raiders are in six. Now, they're also in 32 points, but, Maddie, their for and against uh, is awful. It's minus 108, so they need to keep winning. But the problem for them is their final two weeks, they've got the Brisbane Broncos this weekend, followed by the Cronulla Sharks. And the Raiders haven't been playing great footy. So they could still finish, depending on other results, if they're to lose their next two matches and still and still finish on 32, it may not be enough to make the top eight. Then you've got the Knights, who are on 31. They're on an odd number of points. You'd think one more win for them. Uh, they've, got the one, they've got the Sharks, but then they've got the Dragons, so you'd expect them to win at least one of them. And then you've got the battle for eighth place. Now, the Rabbitohs, who have are having all sorts of issues off the field, they're, they're sitting eighth at the moment. Now, they're on 28 points. They have to buy this weekend. So they will go to 30 points uh, no matter what. Um, then you've got the Cowboys on 28 and the Roosters on 28. South Sydney and the Roosters meet each other uh, next Friday night. And the Roosters this weekend who have the Tigers, who have only won, I think, four matches this year. So you would expect the Roosters to go to 30 and quite possibly the Cowboys to go to 30 because they then have the Dolphins this weekend. But the problem for the Cowboys is that they then have Penrith in the final weekend. So it is really intriguing what is going to happen in terms of that top eight uh, spot. Maybe two open, maybe one open, and it could all come down, depending on what happens this weekend, to that Rabbitohs-Roosters game, the famous rivals next Friday night. And I tell you what, I think if you asked anyone four weeks ago whether the Roosters would be in this position, people would say, no, not a chance. And I think much earlier on in the year when Souths were flying, no one would have thought it would have come down to the last game for the Rabbitohs to potentially make the top eight. So a really interesting round this weekend. Uh, everyone's already talking about that Roosters-Rabbitohs match. I think Roosters fans just want to get through this weekend first. But uh, and an interesting one for the Cowboys as well, who were flying as well, had won six in a row. Um, and now I've lost three in a row and up against the Dolphins who can't make the finals, but still will want to put in a good performance against another Queensland club. So a really intriguing round of the NRL kicking off tomorrow night with the Panthers and the Eels. And the fascination regarding the Rabbitohs as well, given their off-field distractions, because whilst they're in contention for a top eight position... They've got a bit to deal with away from what's going on out on the field. Yeah, so Latrell Mitchell, their star fullback, uh, is suspended for one match. And because they have the bye, they, he misses the clash against the Roosters. He's a former Roosters player, won premierships of the Roosters. There's no love lost between uh, those two teams. Um, so he misses out. Um, and he got suspended for something he did in the second last minute of the match against Newcastle when the game was done and dusted. Um so I think that was a little silly from Latrell Mitchell. We'll see if that, how much that impacts South Sydney. And then news to uh, last night overnight and this morning is that it looks like they're going to be parting ways with their assistant coaches as well, which strikes me as a little strange when, yes, they may well go into the finals and go on a finals run, but they're potentially 10 days away from their season ending. I'm not sure why they would be doing this now. Um, Obviously, some issues going on in the club, uh, we don't know because we're not there day in, 
uh, day out. So, yeah, a really interesting time for South Sydney. And I suppose the annoying thing for South Sydney players and the South Sydney fans, any of the officials, is they're not playing this weekend. So they can't rectify it this weekend. And then next weekend, either way for South Sydney, more than likely, is going to be an enormous uh, pressure on them to play well against the Roosters to get that spot in the top eight. So whilst I wouldn't be ruling them out at, at, by any means, uh, it's going to be really intriguing to see how the next nine or ten days unfold for South Sydney and what does happen in that game next Friday night against the Roosters. Now, you know I've got a vested interest in the Melbourne Storm, yes. Dan. Can you update me on what's going on with the PAP? Because I heard some comments that Billy Slate has made in the last couple of days, suggesting they're just going to go with him. They've mm. just got to go with him. So what's the speculation, the scuttlebutt surrounding Ryan Pappenhausen? Yeah, and Cameron Smith said on the breakfast show on 1170 the other day that if they're going to do it, it's basically now or never. So he's been playing in the Queensland Cup the past few weeks, seems to have got through that all right. Uh, now, as teamless Tuesday yesterday, he was named as 19th man. So... The way it works is that they name a squad of 22. They cut that down to 19 players um, for, I think it's 20, it is 24 hours before kickoff. And then uh, the final team gets announced an hour before the game gets underway. So just because he was named in jersey number 19, it doesn't mean he's not going to play. I think the fact that he's been named in the squad gives me the indication that all being well throughout the week, he will uh, play. It'll be interesting to see if he does play where Craig Bellamy puts him. I doubt it. And just by the look of what they've done here, I doubt he'll be starting. I think that might be a bit too risky for someone that hasn't played top level football, NRL football for almost 14 months now. I think you'll find he'll come off the bench, but it kind of is now or never for Ryan Pappenhausen and the Melbourne Storm, because if the Melbourne Storm want him there, for finals time, they need to give him a couple of games before the finals to get back into proper match fitness at an NRL level. And if he can get through the first couple of games, then you've got to say, well, does he then start at fullback in the finals when they get underway in a couple of weeks' time? But I think he'll be there. Um, let's hope he is there. And as I said a couple of times, it is a massive wild card for the Melbourne Storm. If Ryan Pappenhausen is fit and firing at this time of the year, relatively fresh as well because he's barely played any footy, more fresh than 99.9% .9 of any of the other players running around, it is a really interesting one for the Melbourne Storms. Let's hope we do see him play this weekend. I think it's the 3 p.m. match on Saturday. It would be great to see him back out on the field at an NRL level. Absolutely, and what a what a incredible journey he's been on mm. to recover from that shattered kneecap uh, well well over twelve months ago now. Yeah. So it's been incredible an incredible journey that we we've watched from afar, and to hear the news that he's on the verge of returning is fantastic. Now, your footy club, when I say your footy club, the Sydney Swans, they were involved mm. in a little bit of controversy on yes. the weekend. The score review system, before I get my teeth stuck into what <laughs> unfolded, yep. how much difficulty do you have with your bunker? Because <laughs> it seems as though every week for the last probably two months, we've had some sort of issue with either the umpiring mm. or our arc, which is the equivalent to your bunker, mm. in not maybe getting things right. Look, I think people have mixed views from an NRL point of view with the bunker. I would say, and I, look, I don't have stats in front of me, I would say probably 95, maybe even more than that of the decisions they actually do get right. But 
I think it frustrates people when they get things wrong, when they're looking at the same thing. Well, they're, they're actually, sorry, they're probably looking at more angles than a uh, general fan is. We only get to see what the TV broadcast is broadcasting or what's being broadcasted at the ground. And when they, on the odd occasion, they get things wrong, it does frustrate people. Um, this weekend, for example, we had an eight-tackle set. The Newcastle Knights scored off an eight-tackle set. Now, that partly comes down to the referee on the field, but also you'd think the bunker should be watching that as well. Um, but I think... The general consensus, and there will always be the people, Maddie, that say, mm, I'd love to go back to the days where there was no technology and we just uh, worked it out on the spot with the on-field referees. That's never going to happen. So I think the general consensus is we've got to have technology in the game. We want to get the decisions right. But I think probably the decisions, A, that they get wrong, and then I think the only thing that other thing that probably annoys people is it does slow down the game at times. But I think generally we get the decisions right. But yes, from what we saw, uh, what was it Saturday night with the Adelaide Crows? Uh, yeah, it was it, it divided people. Made news up here as well. What's been the fallout out of that? Well, the umpire involved has been stood down, which that's divided people as much as what the actual incident has. Because was it? Was it the umpire at fault? Is it the process that they have to work their way through? Mm. Because that that's the other element to the, the discussion from this particular incident on Saturday night. It wasn't necessarily the technology that was there and whether or not that could be used and be conclusive enough to give the evidence to be able to overturn the decision. It was the fact that it wasn't even called for out on the ground and that... Because it was also a behind, our rules are if, if it is mm. a minor score, so one behind, mm. because it hits a post or goes through the, the little and big post to simplify it down, Yes. If, if it is a minor score, players are entitled to bring the ball back into play as soon as the goal umpire has signalled the score. So they don't... Back in the day, they used to have to wait for the flags to have been waved by the goal umpires and be stowed away in the padding behind the goalpost. That was changed a number of years ago to help speed up the game. So players can automatically roll in back in while the umpires are still going through the, the officiating of actually scoring the process. Now, if we took it back mm. to that time, there could have been the wriggle room for the ARC to involve themselves in the decision-making process because at the moment... They're not allowed to intervene. It has to be called for for a minor score. For a goal, mm. the ARC will review every goal. Mm. So they And they've obviously got the time, the 30 or 40 seconds it is for, yep. for the advertisements to play on the free-to-air networks. They've, they've got the time to be able to review the decision. And we have seen multiple occasions where that has been overturned successfully or for the right decision. That is unable to occur with behinds. And the conversation has evolved. Do we stop the game now after behinds? Do we continue with this momentum of trying to bring the ball back into play quickly? And if it's assessed incorrectly, do we, do we blow the time up and send it back and regain the 30 seconds or whatever ever that we've lost? There's all these little different strategies to try and work our way around the equation. At the end of the day, the goal umpire made a blue, and it was a big blue because it's cost Adelaide a chance at final success. You can also argue that if Adelaide had won a few more games throughout hmm. the season, that they probably wouldn't have been in that position any anyway. So True. 
it's created a lot of heartburn down here, Dan. Technology and sport is interesting, isn't it, Maddie? Because you get the people, as I said, that uh, just don't want technology involved. And, uh, you know, the sport I always look at, because the NRL, the AFL as well to an extent, have had technology for quite some time now. You look at football, say soccer, um, and they were uh, relatively slow compared to other sports in actually getting this technology and we've seen uh, even with the women's world cup just gone the var decisions and how long that takes if you watch a game of epl at various times that can slow down the game so i think there has to be uh, you have to it's a very fine line between yes you want the correct decision but you don't want to slow a, a game down so much that it goes for a lot longer than it is supposed to be so a very fine line, I think, for the people that make these decisions uh, and what they have to do to make it fair, but also make the sport still entertaining and watchable and not keep people there for hours on end. Well, I know we were waiting in the game that I was broadcasting mm. on the weekend, which was the Bulldogs-West Coast game. There was a, a score review early on in that game, and it took a good 30 seconds, maybe even minute, to try and decipher what unfolded. And at the end of the day, the technology that we've got, the camera angles that we've got, Mm. they weren't conclusive enough to be able to determine whether or not a player had touched the ball prior to it going through for a score. So it was the umpire's call, which was a goal. So it... The, the And there was frustration coming from fans with the length of time it was taking. So if we were to, to essentially rewind if we had to go back, well, I don't think that... I don't agree with that process. I don't agree with the... You can just reset things from a certain point. But I think there has to be... What, what our issue exposed on the weekend is that the process needs to be altered or at least reviewed to find out if there is a way that... We could intervene to check the score. If a message could have been sent to the controlling umpire, now hang on, stop play here, we've got to check this, even though the goal umpire is adamant to to be able to review the system. And then we've got to have the technology to back it up because that's the other heartache down here. And as we've seen frustratingly over the course of not only this year but multiple years, our technology isn't good enough. Mm. And there needs to be more investment given. I know it's a complex game, but if you're going to have it there as an option... It's got to provide the accuracy that's required to be able to make these very fine decisions. Yeah, and just before we wrap things up with a bit of news around Buddy Franklin, uh, the one of the things that the NRL did do, just a minor change a couple of years ago, was that when a try is scored, um, not all the time, look, if the referee doesn't believe it is a try, he will set it up no try, but 95% of the time you'll get the referee awarding a try then they will check it in the background, and then if uh, the bunker believes it is no try, then they stop the game while the player is, but just before the player is lining up to kick the goal to check it. So I don't think now, from the NRL point of view, where before that we were going up to the uh, video referee slash bunker a lot, we're not getting that as much, which I think has probably improved the speed of our game as well. Um, and I think that's a pretty good way to do it. Now, Buddy Franklin, we know he announced his retirement a few weeks ago. The Swans have something on to honour him this weekend, but still not sure he's going to be there on grand final day. No, and the, the more speculation that surrounds this, the more it is that he won't be there on grand final day. That's what's being reported down here. So he he will be celebrated this weekend. The, the Sydney Swans are going to honour him in their match against the D's on Sunday afternoon at the SCG. So there will be some sort of celebratory commemoration for the career of Buddy Franklin. But 
when it comes, we have all of our retiring legends go around mm. in the back of Hiluxes on grand final day of the MCG. It doesn't look as though he will be present at that occasion, which is kind of sad um, because we haven't really been able to farewell Buddy in the way that maybe the fans would have liked. But at the end of the day, it's his call. It's his mm. decision. It's his way of being able to deal with things and... You have to respect that as well. So whilst it is disappointing, you can probably understand that he just wants to disappear out of sight. One of the greatest players that we've ever seen in our code. Yeah, 100%. And finally, just before we go, I'm going to get you to make a call. GWS or Western Bulldogs, who will get that eighth position? Giants. Giants. I think, uh, yeah, the Dogs have got a couple of injury concerns. They've also had a player suspended. They're taking on the Cats down at Cadinia Park. I don't think they've won there for something like 20 matches or some sort of statistic that is heavily against the Bulldogs at this at down at Cadinia Park. So I'm with the Cats despite their injuries there and I'm with the Giants to hang on. I don't know whether they'll get over Carlton, but I think they'll be able to hang on to that eighth spot. All right, well, fascinating weekend in the AFL, fascinating weekend in the NRL coming up. I look forward already to our chat next week, Matty. I'm counting down the minutes. Yes, well, just make sure that clock's accurate so that we're uh, counting down the right minutes, Dan. Well, you did well. Good song here, by the way. Well done. Thank you, Matty. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Kids uh, could listen to that all day. Thank you, uh, Matty Cox in Melbourne. We'll have a chat with him again next week on the show. Yeah, any thoughts on that? 0457 736 736. More technology, less technology in sport. Uh, are you happy with the amount of technology we have in our respective sports? Or would you prefer to see more? Would you be happy to see more technology in the game uh, or in sport if it meant we got more decisions right? Or do you not like the technology and we know mistakes are going to happen no matter what, so should we have less technology? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Text there. I'll get to them after the break. Best signings of all time. We were talking uh, to Chris Perkins in America yesterday about Messi. They've won seven in a row uh, since uh, he has been there. Who's been some the great signings of all time? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Your text, your calls are more of the news of the day. On the other side of this, it is 18 to 6. Uh, it's 14 to 6, 1300 01 All right, all your texts here. Let's uh, start with this one from Tiger Davo on greatest signings of all time. I think this is said slightly tongue-in-cheek. Uh, without a doubt, Appy Coruscant at my Tigers, uh, Tiger Davo. Thank you, Tiger Davo. Look, uh, probably not the happiest year for Appy Coruscant and the West Tigers. I um, mean, he's had some injuries to contend with as well, but... Uh, that kick from the sideline, brilliant stuff on the weekend, Tiger Davo. You had to be happy with that. And look, I think if the Tigers are to get better uh, over the next few years, I think Appy's going to be a big part of that. So look, give them a chance uh, and give the Tigers, uh, give them another year, I think, Tiger Davo. You'll be fine. Benji Marshall in charge next year. I expect a resurgent Tigers next year. But thank you for the text. Big G says, morning, Dan. Wayne Gretzky to the LA Kings in the NHL. Gave them uh, the most success at the time in franchise history. Uh, on the trail, uh, being suspended, don't do stupid things and you don't get suspended. Don't give a crap how good you believe you are. Uh, cheers to Big G. Well, uh, this is my point, Big G, is that he didn't need to do it. And he said he's, says he's worked hard to cut the grubby stuff out of his uh, game, which is great, if that is true. But at the end of the day, now you don't need to do that at any point in the game. 
it's silly to do it, whether it be first minute or last minute. But I just thought at the time he did it, when also, if you had been watching that game closely, he had been told uh, a few times that um, if he or any of his other players, any of the other South Sydney players did something silly again, they would get sin-binned or sent off. Um, and then he does that with two minutes, less than two minutes left on the clock, knowing full well. And I know it's heat in the moment. I know they're in the game and you can make those sort of excuses. But he knew full well um, that they lost the game and how important the next game was and how important it was for his team to be there. It was just silly. Um, and the intent was there. Um, I just don't know why he needed to do that. Good text. Uh, Kieran from Penrith says, Jonathan Thurston to the Cowboys. Uh, well, yes, premiership winner in the end, 2015. Uh, fantastic player, Thurston, one of the modern-day greats. And Kevin Sheedy, as GWS first coach, he turned our young draft picks into stars. Yes, Kevin Sheedy, people, I think, forget a bit that he was the first coach of GWS. Not enough people are talking about GWS destroying the Bombers last week. GWS to make the eight, Kieran from Penrith. Well, yes, we'll see what happens with the Giants. They have Carlton uh, Sunday nine, I think uh, Matty said, about 10 past six, quarter past six. It is the last game of the regular season of the AFL and depending on what happens with that Western Bulldogs game might be a must win game so we'll see what happens there would be good to have both Sydney teams and of course the Lions in the AFL finals and this one before a break uh, this from the green keeping rooster morning Dan just on technology and sport and especially in the NRL I want less technology it is tampering with the fabric of the game the only time technology should be used is in try scoring situations that from the green keeping rooster look green keeping rooster i understand where you're coming from um i think it should always be used in try scoring situations other than that i'm not overly bothered if it doesn't get used i think maybe in a situation of foul play at times it is handy if the game has stopped i don't like going back four or five plays and putting someone on report. Uh, you can always look at that after the match. Um, the match review committee can always look at things like that after the match. So I think when a game is stopped, when a player is down, then potentially it's okay. But uh, there's a lot of people that would agree with you. Just try scoring situations. Um, then other people on the flip side of that says, well, we should be looking at four passes and getting a chip into the ball and stuff like that. So it certainly does divide people. Thank you, Green Keeping Rooster. More of your texts on the other side of this. It is 10 to 6. Five and a half to six o'clock. Thank you for the text, Lee. Fair to say, Lee is not a fan of the video referee or the bunker. Uh, the Chookman says, uh, Chookman says, hi, Dan. Two signings coming to mind. Greg Inglis to the Rabbitohs, yes. And Cooper Cronk to the Roosters. Yes, I was going to say Cooper Cronk. Two premierships. Thank you for that, Chookman. Carmelo says, Ellery Hanley. Uh, and this from the Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. Miami signing LeBron James and the Lakers uh, signing of Shaquille O'Neal were two very successful transfers in the world of sport. Yeah, might ask Chris Perkins about that tomorrow and get his thoughts on that. Very good text, Yeovil Treeman. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Also, Jason says, Dan, I'm very happy. I'm a Melbourne Storm member. Very happy to read that Ryan Pappenhausen might be back this weekend. Yeah, Pappenhausen named on the reserves list. Number 19, we'll see if he plays. Sam Walker back for the Roosters as well. Um, amongst a host of different team changes uh, that uh, no doubt the breakfast show and you'll hear throughout the day will run through. Thank you for your company today. Breakfast is coming up next in Queensland, Patton Hills in Sydney. It'll be Vossi and James Magnuson. I'll be back tomorrow morning. We will have a chat with Chris Perkins and get your prediction for the Panthers-Eels game tomorrow night. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Catch you tomorrow from 5A.